Lou and Matt for breakfast. The Borders 105.7 Triple M. And Lou made her return today um, after a lovely three-day weekend. Oh, it was just bliss. And that was because work has decided to, uh, well, to, to give people the day off on their birthdays. But it started on April the 1st. Uh, my birthday's in March March yeah. 13th to be exact. So sort of the story of your life, yeah. really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, mm. It's a real kick in the teeth. Almost. <laughs> what did you do on your day off? Um, I rearranged some furniture in my house yes. and I did a big clean. Um, also went out for lunch with hubby Michael, who took the day off as well for my birthday, oh, which that's was very lovely. nice. That and I made nice. him move heavy things around oh. when I re- rearranged furniture. So all in all... It was the perfect day for Pretty me. Pretty damn good birthday. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a great show for your return, Lou, including an interview with one of our absolute faves. Have a listen. I can't believe it's been 30 years since the legendary Screaming Jets released their phenomenal debut album, All For One. And later this year, there'll be a re-release of the album and there's a national tour and the great man, lead singer Dave Gleeson, joins us. Gleeson, good morning. G'day, guys. How's going? Yeah, really good. Gleeson, you must be pumped. A national tour for the 30th anniversary of All For One. Yeah, look, fingers crossed. I mean, we've had so much stuff um, kind of put in place and then blown out in the last uh, six months especially. But, um, look, I think we've planned far enough ahead that uh, August will be fine for us to be back on the road. Yeah, and you've got the re-release. Now, I actually have to buy it morally. I have to buy it to re-release because um, back in 91, I was 15 and uh, so I was short on funds and my mate Justin next door, he had a copy and we had a double cassette deck. So yeah, yeah. so we dubbed a dodgy copy high of it. High speed, high speed dubbing. <laughs> uh, we didn't do the high speed because that was you? lower quality. So you did oh, it. The, you did it at the slowest speed. That's where I went speed. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I I smashed that dodgy tape, Gleeson. So, so I've got to buy a brand new copy when it's re-released. No worries. No, well, that's uh, look. I, you're not alone there. I used to do the same thing myself. Before that, and as well, you'd try and catch songs on the radio. Radio, yeah. yeah. And you'd hope, <laughs> you'd, end- you'd hope to hell that the announcer didn't talk over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd end up with, like, you'd come in and oh, I just missed the start, and you'd yep. press record anyway. And, yep. But, uh, yeah, no, they, they were the days. <laughs> now, you, uh, I mean, it's your debut album, All For One, but, I mean, you were performing probably hundreds of gigs before that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, so we'd, uh, I'd been in a band for um, three years uh, around Newcastle before that. And then uh, myself and Grant, we were at Wormsley, we were both in that band and uh, we kind of, we left that and uh, that folded and then we decided, because it was a cover band, so we kind of made the decision what we were going to do is be an originals band and have a crack in the uh, in the wide world rather than just be, you know, the best cover band in Newey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but speaking of the best cover band, because people love covers and cover bands, yeah. um, what was your favourite cover to do at that time, Gleeso? Oh, I thought I was Jim Morrison back in the day. Sure, so, so, uh, any Doors song, uh, but we, we well, actually, we kind of um, when we first started, uh, our ethos was that we kind of mostly played Australian stuff. So um, that's where I cut my teeth on the Angels and performing the Angels songs. Little yeah. did I know that, little <laughs> did I know that twenty years later or so, I'd be singing with the guys. Oh, but. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Angels, ACDC, always love doing that stuff as well. So, yeah, I, 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 well, it was a great way to cut your teeth. I mean, I've, I've met bands 
met guys in bands, they go, he goes, yeah, I've never played covers. I'm like, well, how do you know what you like about songs, man? It's like, yeah. it's a, True. it kind of, the more you play these songs that you love and you go, oh, wow, and that kind of inspires your songwriting. Not that it makes you write like those songs, but it, you find things, different things in different songs that kind of, you know, become yeah. part of your process. Yeah, well, all right. So let's move past that phase into um, the the late eighties, early nineties. So um, the song that's most synonymous with Screaming Jets is better. I mean, it's just one of the yep. all time Aussie classics. So, I mean, did you know as soon as you knocked it out that this was going to be a hit? Uh, we kind of weren't that focused on. We loved all the songs, obviously, as you do as a young band. Um, but of course, our producer uh, Steve was extremely excited he said i get a, a strange feeling in my trousers when i hear that song um <laughs> me too um, when i was 15 <laughs> <laughs> me too Gleason. Uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah it was uh, it was like people were kind of excited about it we came out uh, come on was the first uh the first song that we released and that was um quite well received and that kind of um, helped us get on the angels tour that we did the first national tour and then um so we spent five grand doing that video clip, and then we spent ninety grand doing the better video clip. Wow. I thought, okay, so this is yeah. going to be the big single. Sure. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Um, all right, now uh, we've uh, we could talk for hours, obviously, but we've only got a limited amount of time. So uh, let's play our game, and then we'll yep. wrap it up with, uh, with with Gleeso. So we've got a fun game for you, Gleeso. We're both very intrigued by this. It's called This or That Rock Edition. You've just got to choose this or that. So shall I launch into it, Luke? Please. All right, here we go, Glee. So sex or stage? Um, uh, this. <laughs> no, no, right? you've just got to gotta choose one <laughs> or the other. Oh, sex. <laughs> I was going this or that. that I actually thing, thought yeah. you'd choose stage, to be honest, Glee. So. I've done a lot of stuff on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's brilliant. All right, Bon or Brian? Bon. Guitar or drums? Guitar. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay, Rockwise, UK or US? Oh, well, yeah, um, UK. UK. Oh, and you, we both thought we that both this, thought we were both intrigued UK. by yeah. what you were. Just quickly, we've only got one left, but uh, why do you give it to, why do you give it to UK? Well, I kind of, I, that's kind of where original music started, bands like, well, the Beatles, obviously. Yeah. Um, now, prior to that, people um, they, there was big songwriting area places, and they wrote songs, and they gave all artists used them, and yada yada. So, the actual writing of songs and going out and performing them in, in you know your own songs, I think, was pretty well begun in England, and all all that early stuff, you know, Beatles, Stones, Zeppelin, yeah. Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, you know, that's yeah. kind of that they're all the ones the, I think of too. Yeah, yep. yeah. no, you that can't. Wrote, that can't was the that. beginning of rock. All right, one more, 80s or 90s? 90s. Ah, yes. That's my era, Lou, you know, know that. I know, I know. <laughs> hey, just before you go, Gleeson, I've got one really quick question for you. Now, we've got a mate that lives here, um, David Anderson. He's a rock photographer and he, he used to take a lot of photos for Rolling Stone and other um, music uh, magazines. He took a photograph of you. Um, it's got kind of a bluey hue to it and he, you're shirtless and you kind of turn sideways and your hair's all flowing. It just made me think of it when you said the Jim Mo- you thought you were Jim Morrison. It's yeah, a very yeah, Jim yeah. Morrison-esque <laughs> photo. Do you know the photo that I'm talking about? 
I do, but the only David Anderson I know is a fly fisherman. No, yeah. no, no. Ah. <laughs> That's right. He's you exactly know now. who he is. So. Yeah, he's a lovely, lovely, lovely guy, and um, he actually took photos of our wedding. So um, he's... Uh, he was very much a part of our lives before we uh, we upstaked and moved down to uh, down to Adelaide. Oh, there you go. So it's amazing because you know, obviously, he moved here and he's just got this incredible history of of rock photography. So yeah, oh, I'm so pleased that you know what I'm talking about. That's yeah, he's awesome. a lovely, a he lovely guy, Dave. Yeah. All right, Glee. So it's always an absolute pleasure talking to you, mate. Can't wait till later in the year with the re-release of uh, All For One and the National Tour as well, but it's not coming to Aubrey Bodonga, I'm afraid. But we'll leave that for now, Glee. So thanks, mate. We'll talk to you soon. No worries, Matt Lou. Thank you very much for your time. Rock on. Welcome to Matt's Wonder World. Welcome to Matt's Wonder World. Welcome to Matt's Wonder World. It's the world we live in. Some of you are most tuned for singing, Matt. All right, it's time for Matt's Wonder World. Lou, you were born in 1964 and it was your Thanks birthday for reminding me. yesterday. Yep, you do the math. So I thought what we do, old. well, I've got it here. Uh, what we do is we'll take a look at what life was like 57 years ago. So let's go. Okay. Uh, first up, as mentioned uh, by me yesterday, the Melbourne Demons, who sit on top of the ladder, won their last flag in 1964, captained by Ronald Dale Barassi and coached by Norm Smith. And they give out the Norm Smith yeah. medal for the best grand final. Wow. Robert Menzies was the PM and reintroduced national service. They should bring national service back, Lou. That I'm surprised sort out, they haven't. Sort out the kids, wouldn't it? Mm. Get Daniel down to the bloody army. <laughs> um, it was <laughs> that's your son. It was five years before the moon landing, and, and as a five-year-old, Lou, do you remember where you were when Neil Armstrong took that first step on the moon? I do. I actually do because we watched it on the TV. Um, I was watching it on the TV. And you remember? It? Yes, yeah. I do remember. Uh, this, it. I remember hearing it on the radio too. Yeah, this was the number one hit that year. The top six songs that year were Beatles songs. Of course they were. And they actually toured in 1964, and here's some of the reaction. Any minute now, the Beatles will be arriving at the Southern Cross. Their car is in, is in Burke Street, and the fans are going really mad. Here they go. Here come the Beatles with a police escort, the crowd surging forward, absolutely out of control. Out of oh. control. Do you know, my <laughs> sister, who's um, a, a good 13, 14 years older yes. than me, she bought me a Ringo Starr doll when I was oh. a little girl. I can still remember it, and I cut all its hair off because I thought it was too long. <laughs> the top-selling car was the E.H. Holden, with prices starting from $2,400 and finishing up with the top-of-the-line E.H. Special at $4,600, featuring stainless moulding strips all around, special badges, and an optional two-tone paint job. We had the two-tone one. It was a station wagon. Go. And finally, the biggest box office movie was Mary Poppins starring Julie oh. Andrews and Dick Van Dyke. Full of sugar helps the medicine go down. Oh. The medicine So there you go, down. Lou. That was the year you no, were born. No, that was from 1964. It was 1964. Oh. Happy birthday Which to you, Lou. means Julie Andrews is even heaps older than me. It's not about it's triple M. You'd be one of the kids she was singing to. Basically. Um, in the bassinet. My baby. Lou and Matt's big issue.
Tonight's the night. Federal budget time, Lou. I've got the abacus and the whiteboard ready. Oh, excellent. I'm going to be analysing it for you tomorrow. I'll take you through step by step. Um, and, uh, well, I've got to learn well, some you'll of you'll be up all night, obviously. Um, <laughs> learn some of the Going through stuff. Yes, Lou, yeah, yes. Yeah. But I've lost all faith in these uh, government budgets, to be honest with you. I'll give you an example. Oh, okay. Sure. So there's going to be announcements of big spending, obviously, right, left and centre. But... Um, it, it never comes through with the goods. I'll, I'll, here's an example. 2019's budget, the federal government committed $168 million to fixing up the McCoy Street intersection with an overpass. Mm-hmm. Are we driving over an overpass now? Are we not no. dropping back to 80? Of no, course we are. No, we're dropping back to 80, yep. You know, mm. we've been dropping back to 80, right, with talk of an overpass for more than five years and check this been out. Five years. Five years, right? So, 2019, the federal government committed 168 million dollars. Detailed planning works are not expected to be completed before next year. Planning works. If we lived in Singapore, Lou, it'd be done by be now. Oh, it would have been done three years ago. And it'd be squeaky clean. Damn right, it would. There'd be no chewing gum stuck to <laughs> no. any part of it. A lot of people in jail for littering. Yeah. yeah. But there you go. That's why I don't listen to a word they say. Um, tonight, just come back tomorrow about seven ten. I'll t- I'll I'll take you through. You can take us through. It's rubbish. What tomorrow? What? Oh, tonight. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, my mistake. You're in safe hands. It's mm. Lou and Matt. It's Triple M. Now, Matt, you referred to the fact uh, a little bit earlier that I'm a, a crazy cat lady these days. Apparently, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, breeding cats and. Um, look, I'm going to kind of confirm that a little bit more for you this morning because. Recently, I decided that I needed to buy um, some harnesses for my cats so that I can take them for walks. Oh, right? yes, walking cats. Because they're 100% indoor cats. Yeah, I love walking But they do cats, like so. looking outside. Yeah. And um, so I did see... <laughs> this is where I made a fatal mistake, right? Mm-hmm. I I saw an ad that came up. I think it was on my Facebook page. Yep. That said, free! And it showed these harnesses, cat harnesses, Right. It said, um, two cat harnesses free, you just pay for the postage. And I thought, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Mm. Um, I might give that a go. That's where I made my first mistake. <laughs> so anyway, I did uh, I did send away for these cat harnesses. I thought I'll use my PayPal account because, yes. you know, then I won't get caught out. Yep, yep. Um, it asked for the sizes that I wanted, so I decided I needed a large and an extra large because they're big, quite big cats. Yep. And Matt, um, I'd just like to show you the first one I received. Um, it's this is this is it. Here. <laughs> yeah, Give me a look um, it's it. a little pink one, right? <laughs> that I got for one of the girls. Um, That's tiny. It's a little pink one. Now I reckon with the what, what the postage cost, I end up paying about <laughs> about fifteen or sixteen dollars each for these, right? So say so yeah. about fifteen bucks yeah. for that, and this one's so, so, and this one's the slightly bigger one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's that. So look, I don't know. No, is it's... it is it value for money? Yeah, right? look. Well, one, there's no lead attached, <laughs> which is unusual. They're cute little harnesses, sure. right? But uh, so what did I say about fifteen or sixteen dollars each? I just want to show you something that I grabbed from Kmart. Now this. Oh, that's much more substantial. This is also a cat harness. It's actual cat size. With, yeah, cat sized with a lead because these other ones are minuscule, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. I've got ragdoll cats. They're big cats. Yeah. Um, that from uh, Kmart, eight bucks. 
<laughs> so they sucked you right. Not only that, not only that, Matt. They took about a month to get here, so they clearly came. I'm guessing they came from China. I don't know for a hundred percent for sure, but they came from somewhere far away in um in you know internet shopping land. So there is where I made my fatal mistake, and I'm just going to fess up and say yeah. I got sucked in big time. You know what you got to you got to do. What? Um, well, you love the Aubrey uh, Wodonga buy swap and sell. <laughs> Um, this is a guinea pig harness. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> They've sent you a guinea it's pig a harness. guinea pig harness. So if you want to walk your guinea pigs, oh, get yes. in touch with us, One triple three five three. And, and this could be a ferret harness. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Done. See, there's always an animal that'll fit. <laughs> the Aubrey and Border Rescue Squad has helped so many of us uh, over the years, and it's just getting better and better with some new gear clothing, Lou, which is uh, terrific, um, fire uh, proof clothing, fantastic. Life-saving equipment on the way as well. So it's worth a catch-up with our old mate, Paul Marshall. He's the former Rotary New South Wales Emergency Service Volunteer of the Year, and he's officially a top bloke. <laughs> Paul, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Matt. I've got to live up to that title now. I oh, know, it's pretty big, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the, the top bloke thing is the you biggest You won't be able to fit through the door or if you're not careful. <laughs> That's all right. Thanks, mate. The check's in the mail. You can knock the door out, though, with That's some of right. the equipment. And use the jaws of life to get anyone on the other side out of it. Oh, we can. We've got all the gear now. All right. So uh, talk us through uh, some of the new uh, gear. So clothing-wise, you've got the fireproof um, uh, stuff coming in. And uh, because of nail can, uh, the run, you're going to get uh, an awesome piece of equipment as well. Exactly, yeah. So a couple of years back, the uh, state government was thankful enough to um, realise that the VRA needed a bit more of a boost and to look after our members. So what they've done is one of the first steps is uh, making our members' welfare the important. So, uh, yeah, new uniforms, uh, their fire retardant, their two-piece, their... Um, a lot, lot cooler in the summer, and we can. Uh, we've got warm weather gear for the winter. We've got wet weather gear now. Specialised boots and helmets. So yeah, look, they're, they're really looking after our members and our volunteers. So that's the most important thing. Uh, there's equipment rolling out across the state. You'll see state trucks coming out and all the rest of it. So with new equipment. So yeah, thankfully the the little funding boost that we've got, it's uh, it's really playing wonders for our members. Uh, the Nalcan Hill. Yes, look, we. Uh, we, we were lucky enough that even though it didn't run last year, they were still uh, generous enough to make a donation. But this year it ran and it was a great event. I saw you there, Matt, and uh, you were sweating after that run. Well done. Um, <laughs> to the car and back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Those were heavy speakers. I did see them. Um, but, yeah, so we again, we're the beneficiaries. Look, we are really hoping that, uh, again, to benefit our community, benefit our members, we're looking at a new boat um, so we can get out on the water there, a big platform for our members to work off that we can uh, help in some of the sporting and, and, and whatnot events that we do in the border, but also some of the, the yuckier jobs we do with uh, having to get people out of the water. It's just going to make our members' life a lot more easier and a lot more safer, and that's what we want. Absolutely sensational. Well, Paul, if anybody wants to get involved with you guys at Aubrey and Border Rescue, what's the best thing to do? Look, the best thing I'd say first and foremost is find us on Facebook. Um, you'll, you'll get an appreciation of what we do. Um, there's photos and stories and things there. But then the next thing is uh, Tuesday nights. We train on Tuesdays and I tell people your first biggest step to becoming our volunteer is walk through that door and shake someone's hand. Um, and we're always looking for new members. We're always looking for keen people. Um, you come out of it with some nationally recognised um, accreditation. So, look, it, it benefits yourself and it benefits the community no end. Yeah, well said. Paul Marshall from the Aubrey and Border Rescue Squad, official top bloke. Uh, 
Thanks, mate. I know you're up at Dubbo training at the moment, so uh, safely get out of there and then uh, head back and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks very much. And, guys, thanks for the ongoing support. We really do appreciate it.